It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is survivors on TVs and contestants in movies. But where's a good old-fashioned podcast to talk about those movies? I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. And we have one thing in common. We want to talk about Boone the, the Bounty Hunter. That's right. <laughs> We've come to you live from uh, Phase 3 in Toronto, Ontario of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, we're not to live. Talk- no, we're not live. We're recording this, and then we're going to... We're recording it live. You know, we're yeah, not like... Yeah, but people uh, are going to be like, oh, why couldn't... I wish they would have given me a link so I could have listened to them live, and maybe I could have given them some cues for them to reply with their A's. We should do that sometime. Cues and anyway, A's. Yeah, pretty good. Well, we know we do like a live on YouTube. Ah, uh, live on YouTube. It's live the from boys. YouTube. Live from YouTube. Uh, so this week we're we're going back to we took a brief hiatus. Well, not too brief, but we took a hiatus from talking about survivors in Hollywood. Survivors at the movies are mini series where we talk about. Um, contestants from the TV show Survivor that went on and or in the case of today were in movies before they were on Survivor so they were actors in movies and today we're talking about the movie Boone the Bounty Hunter with uh, none other than John Hennigan John Hennigan aka the mayor of Slamtown aka Johnny Nitro John Morrison Johnny Mundo Johnny Impact the Shaman of Sexy the George Bushy of Tushy the Wednesday Night Delight um. So this, he's also a wrestler, um, and he <laughs> was in the and and a stuntman, and he was in the movie Boone the Bounty Hunter, um, and uh, he, which he wrote and pro- and executive produced, and it, it's quite the vanity project. And by golly, was I charmed by it! I really did enjoy this movie quite yeah, a bit, Cody. I, I think this is the best one we've watched. I very much agree. Yes, I agree. This is uh, so much fun for me. This is this is the sort of movie that is kind of like my unique right up my alley type of deal where it's because uh, I do really like direct-to-video action movies. And as long as they're not, I don't know, uh, asshole-ish. And y- if you know me, you know what 
I mean by that. And uh, <laughs> well, I'll explain to the people that don't know you. Asshole. This means just like if you're racist, misogynist, sexist. Okay, so <laughs> if it's a mean spirited movie, if it's mean spirited, yeah. I, I, um, and uh, so I was. I've I've been wanting to watch a Johnny Mundo, John uh, Morrison movie for a long time now. And they've I've had my finger over the play button, and I'm glad we finally uh, impulsively decided to do this today because oh boy did I enjoy this one. Uh, yeah, um, you, you had a lot of suggestions of uh, different ones to watch, and I'm glad that uh, I convinced you to watch this one. Like this one, I don't. Well, now I'm interested. I I might watch the other ones now because I enjoyed. Me this too. One. Me too. I really want to watch his other ones. Uh, but this is never the... leave alive. This is the biggest one, I think. This is like the most known for, I guess, he is. Yeah. Not that yeah, it's a I big got... movie or a big production or anything well, like that. Well, but... I certainly got that vibe. I remember him talking about this movie in his, like, Survivor in- intro interview, like, where they asked them what their most proudest thing is, and I'm pretty sure he said it was Boone the Bounty Hunter. He's yeah. he's proud of this movie. This is certainly a vanity project for him. He, I, I think I read somewhere that he like sold his house to make this movie or something like that. What the hell? I that may be a rumor, but it's it. He is was super passionate about making this movie, and uh, and Did, um, I didn't catch this, on. and I should have looked uh looked this up before we recorded. But I know that in the because basically what Boone the Bounty Hunter is about to uh, jump into this is um, John uh, John Hannigan John Morrison uh, however you want to uh, call him the, the from mayor David's, of Slamtown the mayor of Slamtown from David's versus Goliath uh, he plays a TV bounty hunter um, that uh, basically the show's about to be canceled and uh, he decides to call in a favor with the FBI to have a really big uh, case for an episode of uh, their television show so that it can mm. bring viewers back. Uh, that seems a little more realistic. Um, so the TV show version <laughs> of this, uh, the TV show version of this in the movie says produced by Mark Burnett. Yes, yes, um, which I la- thought I laughed out loud at. Yeah, <laughs> so, so that they was they, they play they basically play an episode of the show, and then at the end, it's executive produced by Mark Burnett, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> who, who who for people who don't know, Mark Burnett is the uh, executive producer and co creator of Survivor. So yeah, um, and this was but this movie was made before Survivor, right? Before well, not before Survivor, before. John Hennigan was on Survivor and David versus Goliath. Before he was uh, on Survivor, but for um, people that don't know as well, he was also on a wrestling show called Lucha Underground, which was basically a soap opera wrestling show where people would actually die and be killed off or whatnot. And uh, John Morrison was the lead of that, uh, basically, that program for the first couple seasons anyways. And Mark Burnett uh, produces that. It's a Mark Burnett wrestling show. Wasn't he the villain? Um, well, he, he goes from heel to face. It's classic wrestling. Like he's, um, sometimes he's the good guy. Sometimes he's the bad guy. But in the very first season, he's by far the biggest name in there. Like he's, who's carrying the show. Okay. I see. Cool. I mean, I found John Hennigan 
extremely charming in his uh, stint on Survivor. I didn't know him beforehand. Um, certainly, it was my, like, I have friends who are wrestling fans, and they were starting to watch it as I, at, like, w- and I got to talk about this season about Survivor with them because they watched it because of John Hannigan, um, which I thought was super cool. Um, I had honestly like three friends who are wrestling fans that that watched Survivor that season because of Johnny uh, Impact, and uh, so that that kind of story of it, where beforehand watching season thirty. 30- Five and 36 I was sort of half watching them I didn't really have anyone else to talk about it with um I, I still haven't gone back and watched some episodes of um uh, uh 35 healers versus um hustlers versus healers um healers versus are... hustlers versus healers. <laughs> yeah yeah whatever heroes and uh, so um Honestly, talking about Survivor with these, with <laughs> one tribe's sorry. a healer, one tribe's a hustler, and another tribe is more healers. Another group of healers. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for Survivor just to start running out of ideas at one point. <laughs> and healers versus healers. Idea of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> healers versus hustlers versus heroes was already pretty half baked. <laughs> but anyway, um, so my my friends get my friends who are into wrestling getting into Survivor for that season and talking to them about it did really get me more into Survivor and get me more into talking about Survivor. I mean, obviously, I had watched it when I was a kid and was like the survivor kid growing up, but, but obviously I took that huge break and then got back into it. But then I got way into it for David versus Goliath. Didn't miss a week. Obviously it's combined with though my friends with John Hennigan, but it felt like a, an event, like, and also movie people were watching it because of Mike White and, and David versus Goliath is, I watched, I started watching an episode after I finished Boone, the bounty hunter. It is such a great season. Um. Yeah. So I have such warm feelings for anybody that was on that season. Even the even, I mean, who's the forgettable character from that season? Really, the only forgettable character is Jessica Pete. Um. And yeah. Stephanie um, Gonzalez is that the first person out? No, Stephanie Gonzalez is uh, Ghost Island. Oh, who's the first person out then? Pat's hurt back. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. It's Pat. <laughs> How could I forget? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. For for me, the uh, I, I was getting into Survivor again for Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers. That's when I was watching full-time again. Um, and then Ghost Island's when I really started getting back in. And then I remember watching the preview after the finale of uh, Ghost Island. I was watching it with Chris George, and uh, so the preview at the end for David versus Goliath had uh, Johnny Mundo in it. Yeah. And I I was ecstatic. I, like, I knew that was my first pick for the fantasy pool. I was all in, and I think that was a big jumping-off point uh, for Survivor again for me, too, even though I was already in with Ghost Island because I, I like that season. Sure. And I, I like no. Heroes versus Hustlers. H-H-H-H-H. 
Yes. Healers versus hustlers versus healers. Um, but <laughs> imagine they just cut it out and they were just just went healers versus healers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all healers. Yeah, just, it's just a healer season. Oops, all healers. <laughs> Survivor. Oops, all healers. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I've I've been a wrestling fan. Um, since I was young, I remember watching uh, Johnny Mundo. Uh, basically, he came up into wrestling through a reality show. Um, he won. Did you underground? Uh, no, he won Tough Enough. Uh, oh, right. T- Tough Enough was an MTV reality show where the winner gets a WWE contract. Yeah, um, I did know about that. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually watched that uh, live at the time and kind of followed his career until he was on uh he was on television every week and he was always one of my favorites and then he left for a long time he was in lucha underground or whatnot and i watched that a bit uh so it was a fun show but uh yeah and so i followed this guy a long time i would never watched his movies because there is something about uh john that is jarring to me um what is it he, I'm trying to put my finger on it. I think he's, um, I think he's charming. I think he's pretty witty, but mm-hmm. he lacks charisma, which is a weird thing to me because he's, he usually when you're charming and you're witty, you're also, you have the charisma and I feel like he just lacks it and overcomes it by being charming and witty, but it's really jarring that he's missing but- something. Isn't charming part of uh, charisma? Like, uh, like what? Like, uh, you, you you need to explain this more. You're, you're saying he's charming, but you're saying he's not charismatic. Like, yeah, isn't that? Are, are, what's the difference between those words? No, like charming. I guess like you you can have like you feel for the person, right? Like you, they're like, oh, they have like a charm to them. Like you're you're like, oh yeah, I feel for this person. I uh, I like this person, but charismatic mm-hmm. is uh, having a presence in the room okay. or whatever. And I don't right, think okay. he he quite has that. Uh, like yeah, he, in wrestling, kinda... he's paired with someone that's more charismatic than him too that carries everything. Okay, I, I s- sort of see where you're coming from where he sort of seems like he's always putting on an act. Yeah, he's not like he's not like Stallone or Schwarzenegger. Um, if sorry. you compare it to action, like action heroes that are like yeah. So so what what uh, what charisma. does it's almost his disconnectedness. I don't think that he's he's as Rocky maybe, but. But he has charisma too. Like he, like you watch Demolition Man. Demolition Man. That's what you're bringing up right now. I. It's one of my favorite movies. I watched. I love Demolition Man. When I was a kid, but, I would watch. But he's it every not. Weekend. But he's not the charismatic part of that movie. Sandra Bullock is. Mm-mm. Well, she is too. Well, she's charming in the movie. Like she's who. She's she's great in that um, movie. She's great. Everyone's great in that movie. Like Wesley Snipes is incredibly charismatic in that movie. Everyone is great in that movie. It's a perfect movie. Which uh, I I watched. Oh, stop! Uh, 
because I didn't grow up on like cartoons or anything like that. I grew up on the Action Channel, so it was on Saturday every morning, every morning, Saturday on the Action Channel. Uh, which brings me to why the beginning of this movie was such a huge thing for me too. Because every morning, Saturday mornings, what I watched was the Action Channel. Hercules, baby, Kevin Sorbo kicked off this movie. I loved seeing uh, well because Kevin Sorbo's name comes up in the um, opening credits of this movie, so I'm thinking, oh, Kevin Sorbo, maybe he plays the villain. And then yeah. in the first scene of the movie. The v- first line of the movie is John Hennigan yelling, I'm going to get you, Sorbo. So you're like, you realize, oh, he's Boone the Bounty Hunter, and his first bounty is getting Kevin Sorbo for parking tickets. <laughs> and I laughed so hard at that when he, when it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, he's going to get Kevin Sorbo. I, I like how, yeah, you get this awesome scene of uh, this chase scene where uh, – <laughs> Uh, Johnny Mundo's just doing parkour all around the place or oh whatever. My God. They're doing this crazy chase over a parking ticket. and you That's a funny premise as it is. And then when they do a montage of what the show is, like a trailer, it, every episode seems to be over a parking ticket. Or, or, or a C-list celebrity. Like, that's their gimmick now in their fifth season is, is trying to go after uh, C-list celebrities that, so that they can get... Um, viewers i guess that way so and you mentioned all have parking tickets well yeah and parking parkour for parking tickets you mentioned the parkour <laughs> which is my favorite part of this movie um well or it's just a big thing of uh of johnny mundo like his kind of wrestling gimmick in the wwe was about how he did parkour all the time so he would do those kind of like moves around the ring and i cody I love it. I and and I <laughs> and like I said, I watch DTV action movies. I watch a lot of action movies. So like I'm a I'm really into John Clad Van Damme and and Schwarzenegger and Stallone and Scott Atkins and all these guys and and Wesley Snipes and all these guys kind of have a thing. Their thing mm-hmm. is um like like John Claude Van Damme thing is is like fight scenes and stuff like that and and uh, and you know they all have like a personality quirk to all their characters and uh, uh, Stallone's thing is he's got like always has the big guns and stuff like that and kind of is mugging it. I mean everybody has a thing, right? And nobody's thing is doing flips and jumping over cars and it's just so fun watching. John Hannigan do a, a chase scene, so it's just so perfect. Like, what what how what's the thing to get uh, John Hannigan chasing people? What's the thing to get him to um, uh, do parkour and do these flips and fight people and stuff like that? Oh, make him dog the bounty hunter. That's like I just love that. It's just so f- it's 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 so, such a perfect kind of calling card for a new action star to 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 just. We'll just put him in a, a lame sort of like Dog the Bounty Hunter versus the Mexican Cartel movie. Like I, 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 I just thought the premise was so perfect, um, and and watching him do the flips and do the parkour. I mean, every if you're into to the listeners, if you're into action movies like I am, and like stupid action movies, and like you just find, I'm I'm able to get more out of a stupid action movie like this than I am out of like high art movies. Um, 
and I'm a big movie guy, so I try and watch everything. But I, like my comfort food is like movies like this. Um, watch this movie because it is the chase scenes are just so fun, and I mean that so genuinely. Um, because we've watched a lot of bad movies for this podcast at this mm-hmm. point, and this one is just I got so much joy out of it. Yeah, and I messaged you as soon as I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is something you'll mm-hmm. love. Like, I knew that you were, while I was watching it, I was like, oh, Joel's going to love this yeah, movie. Yeah, and I did. I just, uh, I was I was just delighted. I, I And I thought the jokes were really stupid and bad and funny, and uh, there was just, like, at one point, um, a gr- uh, a lady with big boobs asks um, John Hennigan to sign her boobs and he signs them. And then he goes up to a grandma and she's, she asks him for an autograph and he, op- she opens her shirt and John Hennigan looks at the camera like, Oh yeah. And then it just cut to another pair of boobs at a n- different party. And I laughed so hard out loud. Well, you, you also missed with the big boobs when uh, that woman comes up to him. He go, he starts signing his name, and he goes, "Whoa, I could write a full novel on these." <laughs> and then he says, "Tweet at me later." Yeah, tweet at me later. And then another time in the um, movie, somebody says, "We're gonna follow you," and he says, "The only time you're gonna follow me is on Twitter." <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh... He was killing it with those gems. Do you think those were improvised? There, there seems to be a lot of improv in the movie, and that's that's another thing. He's funny. Yeah, he, he is a funny guy. Um, he's kind of low key funny yeah. too. Like, you know, it could really, and I think that's the charisma thing that he's missing. Like, he doesn't take the attention of a room or anything. But this this movie's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean. For for people looking for something to watch, it's on Amazon Prime. So, well, there's if you have that streaming service, there's there's nothing stopping you. And uh, much reported on this podcast, uh, Cody loves Amazon Prime. He um, no, nope. he he. I mean he he had the month trial and then he paid for it again. No. Nope. Hmm? Um, actually, I, I didn't tell you this, actually, Joel. Uh, so I canceled my month trial with Amazon Prime. And uh, they, they keep on charging me. So I, and I went to cancel again. And um, it said you successfully canceled. And I got charged for another month. So I went a whole month not using it because I thought it was canceled. I went back on. Turns out I had full access. Well, so... I don't, I don't know what's happening, uh, so I'm going to have to call them. Yeah. But I've been trying to cancel this thing, and I I should ask for my money back, I guess, too, because I, I canceled it uh, two months mm-hmm. ago. Well, uh, but there are seven Johnny Mundo movies on Amazon. Prime. Maybe we should just do a Mo- Johnny Mundo miniseries on the podcast. Honestly, I think this is what we're doing now. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. We'll watch all of them. We're going to power through all seven of these bad boys. One down, six to go. Well, week by week. No, 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 no. We're yeah. doing every day a new recording. <laughs> well, I want to say who else is in this movie. Uh, none other than uh, Jonathan Lipnicki 
from, uh, of course, from Jerry Maguire and yeah. Stuart Little and uh, Like Mike and The Little Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> um, he plays... Have you seen The Little Vampire? I saw it in theaters when I was a kid. Are you serious? Yeah. I was a lip head. I did not know that movie went to theaters, but I did see... I rented it when I was a kid, and I don't know if I've ever talked to anyone about that movie. I think it did well at the box office, dude. I'm pretty sure it was like number one the weekend it came out. That can't be true. But like, keep talking about this uh, Stuart Little kid. Yeah, so he plays a total asshole in the movie, like a rich uh, drug dealer's son who's, you know, uh, in every scene trying to take advantage of a woman and giving them drugs. And then his father murders one of his girlfriends and he gets mad at him for getting blood in his jacuzzi. Um, no, he doesn't even like her. She's a hooker. That's what he. That's what he claims in the movie. Um, uh, pardon me. It's sex worker Cody. Um, that but I was quoting him. Lipnicki, I'm pretty sure is a UFC fighter as well, though. Uh, he's he's jacked. He's really jacked. Um, he looks weird. Um, he look. I mean, I don't know. He. I, I don't think he should. He's in so many movies in 2017. I'm looking at his filmography right now. A lot of, I guess, direct-to-video stuff. Um, um, the Little Vampire lost shit. money. Okay. It lost $10 million. Oh, it was only shit. a $35 minute, uh, million dollar budget. And it made twenty five. Yeah. You, you were one of the only ones that went to see this. Yeah, because and, the the tickets were toward twenty five million dollars each, so you know there 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 it was. I was the only one in the theater that day. <laughs> well, what a, what a spending on that! But yeah. I guess it was well worth it. <laughs> I love Jonathan Lipnicki, man. <laughs> no wonder it didn't make very much money. The tickets were so expensive. <laughs> but they knew if they got one sucker, they might yeah. be able to get two. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't remember much from it. I remember the only thing I remember is the little vampire, um, like knocking on Lipnicki's window. Yeah, I remember there being a barn. Oh, and I'm pretty sure the the little vampire's name is Rudolph, <laughs> like Rudolph with the red nose or anything. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna fact check that, but I might. Um, the, the other person in this too, or, well, let's keep talking about Jonathan Lipnicki actually, because his character, uh, one of the weird things in the start of the movie, and it's, uh, it's just really strange, uh, for a movie like this, because usually they'll focus on just having the, uh, like the youngest, just like model types walking around, but the woman beside him in the opening scene that dies, that's his mm-hmm. girlfriend, is like 50 years old. <laughs> that struck me as well. It was weird. He's like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like feeding her a bunch of champagne, and she's like old enough to be his mother, it seemed like. Yeah, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with having uh, an older actress as that role, but she was acting very young, like she was supposed to be really young. It's weird, and she we're was gonna like find baby out, talking. We're gonna find out that this woman is a listener, 
and she was actually younger than Jonathan Licknicky at the time of filming, and she's going to be have her feelings very hurt. Oh, no, I looked her up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, this age that I said is accurate. I, I had to <laughs> search immediately because it struck me so much. It's so odd for a movie like this, and it's not – I well, mean, this is just what we're accustomed to. I will say that um, it is pretty often in uh, these DTV action movies that the really – the sex appeal character, the, like the sexy character, isn't that sexy because they're like, they like all the really attractive um, actresses are in, aren't in these sort of movies. They're in bigger movies, right? Not to, I mean, not to shame. I, I've that maybe makes me sound like an asshole, but um, I do wow. find that like the the the. the, the a lot of sex appeal is kind of sucked out of these movies sometimes by like, like even Johnny Mundo is like almost sexy, but then just like too jacked almost, you know what I mean? Like sort of like the way, you know, he's almost plastic in a way. Well, the people don't think like the rocks aren't sexy, do they? Well, he, there's he more toned it down. Hollywood stars. When, when, when I think when the rock got real famous, like around, he got the time, bigger. I thought he, he got was smaller. Small. No, he was small as a wrestler. Mm. He started getting jacked when he quit wrestling. But he got, but like like now he is sort of like slimmer than he was in like Fast and Furious 5. He's still like I would say 100 pounds bigger than he was in uh wrestling. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I um, mean yeah, but, but The Rock is certainly more handsome than Johnny Mundo. Okay. I will say, in terms of uh, men I find I, attractive, they're, they're, they're in my wheelhouse of, of, of huge jacked men. We're not saying that this woman was unattractive. It's just jarring. No, I know. Anyway, yeah, we're, <laughs> spending, a lot of, we're spending a lot of time on... Uh, well, did you watch uh, Jerry Maguire growing up? Uh, no, I didn't. I don't think I've ever seen Jerry Maguire. It's de- it's decent. Lipnicki's in that, and it was there was a weird scene in uh, Boone the Bounty Hunter where, um, uh, um, Boone is going to punch uh, Lipnicki in the face, but then a little mouse crawls out of his pocket and stands on his shoulder and says, "No, I'm this boy's brother. Please don't, um, <laughs> please don't hit him." <laughs> and then he drives away in a little red car. Yeah. That was pretty good. He he just trusted that he wouldn't hit him. He yeah. left the scene, though. <laughs> he left away. Um, um, another person in this movie, too, is Quentin Rampage Jackson. Yes. Um, uh, he played the I Mr. T part in, in yeah. the A-Team. Do you like yeah, that Mr. A-Team T- movie? Uh, I don't mind it. It's a good movie. It's a, it's yeah. an underrated movie. Yeah. I don't mind it. Um. Yeah. The but I I was like, oh, Mr. T's in this movie because I don't know the A Team guy's name. I just yeah. know he's Mr. T. Uh. But yeah, I, I didn't see doing? him in the credits either. I might have missed his name go by in the cre- opening I credits. I did. I saw oh, okay. it. I I didn't see it in the opening credits. Maybe I wasn't paying attention because of uh, this epic chase with Kevin Sorbo. And you, but, well, you were yeah, you were just so uh, involved with the the sorbo of it all. I was I I I don't think Quentin Rampage Jackson 
is a huge name, but he he was a big uh, UFC world champion and stuff. I was just kind of surprised to see him in this movie. I thought that was a well, big get for this. Well, I mean, it would have been a big get a year after the A-Team came out, but nothing happened with his career after that, so... Yeah, I I just felt like being in a movie like the A Team was made him a big get, but it's but like nothing he never did anything else like literally nothing else uh, I I've not seen him in anything else other than this movie like that's why I was excited to see him but then he he mm-hmm. he he's in the first like thirty minutes of the movie and then he's not in the rest of the movie till the end and then in the, his end scenes he's just behind a computer screen. Well, I think he must have cost uh, a lot of money. Yeah, I was thinking maybe it's that or maybe he was busy or something. I don't know. Maybe like they yeah. filmed a bunch of stuff and he was busy so that he couldn't do the rest of the stuff. I don't know. It's it's weird to cast Quentin Rampage Jackson as your heavy and then not have him in most of the movie. If yeah, he's or or as your sidekick, is, I guess. Yeah, not your yeah. heavy. Usually in a movie like this where uh, they have a part like his. You'll see it in most action movies where the guy's like, no, this mission's too dangerous. I got a family. I can't be a part of it. Uh, and then they end up convincing the guy to go with them. This one, they didn't convince him. He just went with his family and the movie moved on. Yeah, and even even when he, he's he's helping over webcam, he's barely helping. He's he's just kind of giving some amp up words to, to Boone. He's like, you can uh, do it, Boone. Give him the classic Boone. Well, he does say Boone it like, up. Uh, he does say things like "boon it up," but he does give some helpful advice of like, uh, "Okay, now uh, like turn around and do a sweep or whatever." You know, yeah. like he's given sure. uh, some fighting I guess, notice advice. on where everyone is. Do you have a favorite uh, boon pun that they did? Uh, no, because they were all basically the same. Yeah, I well don't bring a don't bring a knife to a boon fight was funny to me. I, that's not even a pun. <laughs> but, no, it's not. For the for the listeners who didn't watch the movie yet, uh, uh, there's he keeps just saying his name Boone over and over again, and 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 substituting the word Boone for other words in a sentence. Um, yeah, like it made sense the first time because it was instead of like boned, like you just yeah. got boned. But he said you just got booned. Yeah, and exactly. Then, and then he just used it for every word, like in place, until yeah. every line of dialogue was just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he became well, Groot by the end. Yeah, yeah, I am Boon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked, uh, my favorite was when uh, he, there was the classic, uh, he was going to hotwire the car, but then the keys fell out of the, the mirror uh, on the driver's seat, and then he said, Boon, yeah. <laughs> oh man the uh i will say there's <laughs> other big names in this movie cody um so the girl who plays cat the main girl like the 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 camera woman for the boon the bounty hunter crew is mm-hmm. a famous sitcom star's daughter don't look it up um i would like you to guess what famous sitcom star is the daughter of this lady, uh, can Boone I get Bounty. her name? Will that I'm help not me gonna, at all? I'm not going to give you her last name. You'll you'll know it from her last yeah, name. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not going to be able to guess that. I know that Lorenzo Lamas is in the movie. I know Lorenzo. Who's that? From Chips. Isn't okay. he from Chips? Is he? Uh, I think he's is the it, Chips not, guy. He's not he's Eric from Estrada. One of those bi- 
Uh, he's from no. Uh, he's from one of those big shows. Uh, what's the one that Lorenzo Lamas? He's the bartender in the bar. Or, yeah, in the bar where uh, Boone gets in the big fight, and then they end up. Oh, he ends up okay. helping him. Uh, but that is a well-known actor. Uh, God, where's where is Lorenzo Lamas? Lorenzo Lamas. Well, you, I mean, here I'll find him. Anyway. Um, oh, is it Kelsey Grammer's daughter? Yes, it is. How, do you, you saw that on the internet. That gives it away. I saw her last name. Um, so, uh, Kelsey Grammer's daughter, uh, Spencer Grammer, which is weird. They should switch names because they each have names that are not for their gender. Um, not that that matters at all. Um, you d- do have whatever name you want. Um, but... Uh, uh, so Spencer Grammer is Kelsey Grammer's daughter, and what I loved about that particular fact is that Kelsey Grammer played Frasier. So I just pictured Frasier watching this movie. Well, Kelsey Grammer is in a bad action movie with a wrestler right now that just came out uh, called Money Plane. So Money, this is where his his Money career Plane? is. Now. Yeah, so Money Plane. It's, is it is it a sequel to to Wesley Snipes' Money Train? Oh no! Okay, it stars well, a wrestler and Kelsey Grammer's the bad guy. Oh my god! Um, Which, but I looked up fun. Lorenzo Lamas. He's from Love Boat. Oh okay. <laughs> so obviously the casting director was having some fun on this movie, eh? Everybody, uh, yeah, because everybody's our main somebody. villain. Our main villain looked like uh, a mix of, like, Val Kilmer and Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. He looked like I he should know really who weird. it is. He looked, he looked really familiar, weird. but mm-hmm. at the same time, I was like, no, I think I'm just thinking that he looks like Val Kilmer and Steven mm-hmm. Seagal now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would like to go back to us picturing Frasier watching this movie with Niles. <laughs> okay so <laughs> the cast of Frasier is watching yeah. the movie or the characters of Frasier are watching the, the characters movie. the characters like Frasier and Niles and Daphne and the dog and the dad and uh, uh, what's her name the, the co-producer on the radio show Roz right they're all watching this movie and they're forced to watch it by uh by John Hannigan. <laughs> He's like, watch my movie. <laughs> or, I'll, or I'll beat the shit out of you all. And they're all, you know, uh, wusses. They are, they don't, they're pacifists, so they don't want to fight them, so they watch the movie for them. And this is, a, this is you know, a premise for an episode, maybe. This is my spec script for um, a Frasier. For anybody listening in the entertainment is- industry, I-, I would love to write for your TV show. So my spec script... Frazier uh, involves a pro wrestler uh, holding them all hostage <laughs> in Frazier's apartment and making them watch a movie he made or else he'll beat the shit out of them. And they're what all the? like given commentary and by the end they actually start enjoying the movie um, not to Niles uh, chagrin because Niles is like an arty guy so he wants to you know, be enjoying like something novelistic, like something based on a John Steinbeck novel or something. And, um, 
but but he actually finds himself enjoying it so he's mad at himself for enjoying it but he's like oh i do like all the flips and the fight scenes and um and Braz and john hennigan actually have a bit of a, a romance and fraser gets a little jealous what the hell is going on here? I'm doing my my Frasier spec script. <laughs> Very good. It's and 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 maybe John Hennigan after it's actually like maybe he becomes like a main character in the show. And then are he you, gets his. Are you doing okay? <laughs> he gets his own spinoff. <laughs> like Frasier got his own spinoff from Cheers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm on board with that. I would love to watch a, like a, J- a John Hennigan, like sitcom. Why? Why not? Like in the style of Frasier, like in Seattle, uh, he's, you know, he's just going from place to place, making people watch his movie under the threat of getting the shit kicked out of them. Do you just want him to fail? Okay, no, I would. I I, I love John Hennigan. Now I'm I'm big fan of his, and we're gonna watch all his movies. <laughs> all right. Um, what else do we have to say about this movie? Um, I got trivia for this movie. Cool. I I also want to quiz you on some stuff, but go on. Uh, but this is IMDb's trivia. Oh, so you're not like you're not okay. I see what you mean. So it's, no, it's no, no. the fun Just facts. Some facts. Yeah, fun yeah. facts about the movie. Um, and I'll run them by you. See what you think. Um, the film took five years to put together from start to finish. I mean, it does seem like one of those passion projects. That's one of those like first projects that just like from the ground up is so difficult to make because it's your first film and. You know, you're just this pro wrestler that nobody cares about. So, yeah, I can see that. Um, And then, like you said, he did sell his dream house to uh, fund his cut of the personal budget. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, he could self-fund the completion of the film. So he did it to complete the film so it would come out. Mm -hmm. That's Um, what got him that executive producer credit, probably. Yeah. Uh, the film's producers had the script go through eight drafts. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and also, apparently, John Hennigan has made several appearances in pro wrestling events under the persona of Boone the Bounty Hunter. So he wrestled <laughs> as Boone. See, I did want to bring this up because it seemed like he was so into the character uh, to the um, degree that he had a few different theme songs that played throughout the movie um, or different versions of the same theme song or something like he like and performed and written by him. And so, yeah. So that, so oh, that, yeah, that he sang. <laughs> I forgot about that. So that made me think like, oh, this is sort of because I that's one thing I remember from when I watched wrestling is that a lot of the wrestlers had their own theme songs that they wrote and performed themselves. It, it reminded me, I'm like, oh, Boone is sort of like a wrestling character for him. And, I mean, he, like, from 
from sort of arena to arena, doesn't he have his own characters? That's what all the nicknames are for. Like Mundo was his Lucha Underground character and Impact was his Impact character. Yeah, but his character is always the same and it's very similar to Boone. Like to Boone, he, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, it's kind of the same thing anyways. That's why I'm a little bit surprised with it. Like it really doesn't matter. He just changes his name. Um, but I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Um, one of the other things on here is uh, Lorenzo Lamas starred in a television show called Renegade in which he played a bounty hunter that had a similar look and hairstyle to Boone. So maybe that's why he's in the movie. It's based off of him in Renegade. I think it's more based off of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog um, the Bounty Hunter. Dog okay. the Bounty Hunter. Um, did you watch Dog the Bounty Hunter growing up? Uh, yeah, I did. Same. It is, it's kind of, you know, that sort of bullshit like cops where it's people watching the lower class get the shit kicked out of them. Um, which, you know, I didn't realize at the time, but it's not the sort of trash I would watch anymore. But that's really not what this movie is. I guess that's not what Boone the Bounty Hunter does because he just starts, and I, I guess I didn't watch Dog the Bounty Hunter long enough to know if this is what happens to him, but Boone the Bounty Hunter seems to be going after people who are rich, who have bounties on their head, such as Kevin Sorbo and uh, a drug dealer's son. Yeah, it's a little more for the TV ratings than the grittiness of Dog the Bounty Hunter that makes you uncomfortable to watch. It was some sometimes uncomfortable to watch because it's often these like redneck white guys going after black people. <laughs> Um, how about this? Poor uh, black this part people. Of, yeah, it, it's, it's no good. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, what happens with uh, Dog in his personal life? It's no good. His wife died. Is that what uh, you mean? No, uh, didn't he? Uh, didn't the show get canceled because he was like publicly saying the n word or whatever? I'm pretty sure that was a thing. Okay, well, um, then shame on you, Dog. But that, uh, I mean. Dr. Bounty Hunter also is kind of like Hulk Hogan in a way. Not right. just the N-word thing, but also the bleach blonde hair and I they get the I have a similar they're a similar vibe. Right. Yeah. Um uh but they I know that I think they both uh have said the N-word. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised from watching Dog show to find out that he is a racist. Yeah, they're both racist racist men. Mm-hmm. Um, With but police blonde hair. Here's the thing I want to uh, run by you for a cheerier note. Yes. Remember when uh, Boone is in the movie and he's trying to get around, but he needs a faster uh, way of getting around than carrying his, uh, his bounty? And he f- finds an old Volkswagen, and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, you, I'll take this. And then he... Uh, wonders why the car won't start, and he opens the hood and says, <laughs> there's your problem. No engine. <laughs> <laughs> and it just has, uh, it's like growing plants out of it. Yeah, yeah. The engine in there. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, it, there's, there's, here's something also is that once spoilers, Boone saves the day, and um, they reveal that 
the whole action scene at the end, they've had enough coverage to edit all of this into their um, series-saving season finale. Um, and then we watch some of the episode recapping what we all just watched and it's like shots that they couldn't have gotten with their hidden cameras and stuff like the coverage is like not there because they only have these two cameramen and then like some security cameras but they're seeing it the way we saw it oh yeah yeah. and they got the uh well they have the security cameras all in the building as well um it's they didn't have that coverage that's all i'm saying with the close-ups and the dutch tilts and stuff like that they didn't have that sort of coverage yeah, I think, well, because at the end, you kind of see a little bit of the episode, right? That's what you're talking about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, mainly the shots they use for that, I was like, okay, yeah, they could have got that one, could have got that one. The only one that they definitely couldn't have got was uh, <laughs> was Quentin Rampage Jackson's uh, character on his computer. <laughs> Unless there's a webcam set up. Uh, but you, it was you should know that. You have a computer. webcam. It was beside his computer, and he wasn't told that he needed to turn it on or anything. It would have been one line they could have said, like, hey, turn on your, uh, put your camera to you and uh, turn on your computer. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) yeah, there was definitely, the whole time I was watching the movie, Mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself, uh, how are they going to release this as an episode? There's so much that they're not catching on there. Like, all of the Jonathan Lipnicki stuff, basically, they wouldn't have had on camera. Uh, with Johnny hey, Mundo. Him in the tipped-over uh, like, outhouse. Almost the entire middle of the story, they wouldn't have had anything filmed. No. No, but <laughs> magically they do. What about when uh, he tips over the outhouse and Jonathan Lipnicki's in there for seemingly days uh, and he falls asleep and he's daydreaming about being in a hot tub and going underwater and blowing bubbles and then he wakes up and he's blowing bubbles in the toilet water that's up to his head. A puddle of shit, yes. Yeah, that was good. Mm -hmm. He's come a long way since Stuart Little. Um, (laughs) You... (laughs) Not enough movies have puzzle shit. No. So I have a uh, um, a trivia for you, a trivia question. Okay. To bring this back to Survivor, I've pulled up uh, um, Johnny Mundo's page on uh, Survivor Wiki, and it shows his like pre-game interview. Um, and of course, they always ask what Survivor quest, what Survivor cast- contestant, what would you most like to play like? Um. He says, uh, blank with shades of blank. They're two winners of Survivor. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And you have not 20 questions, but you can give me a... You can ask a couple questions to guess. Uh, Tony, Boston, Rob. Nope. Did I get any of them right? Nope. Uh, oh, uh, Sarah Lucina and uh, Kim Spradlin. Can I give you a hint? Yeah. Neither of these winners were on Winners at War. Whoa. Tom Westman and Tom Westman, and I can't think of the person that I want to say in my head. 
uh, name. Is it uh, on the tip of your tongue, old boy? I can I can picture him in my head, but I can't who? see who you, him. Who are you thinking of? Um, Explain him to me. Maybe I can help you. He won a season that I didn't watch. I know that he's gay. Fabio? He's gay. No. Oh, Todd Herzog. No. Yeah. It's it's yeah. neither it's neither Tom nor Todd. Oh, neither of them. Oh, so it it is Fabio. It's not Fabio. Oh, that would have made sense too. <laughs> People that weren't on Winners of War Richard? Nope. Tina? No. <laughs> not Vesepia oh either. Um, I'll say this. They're both Oh no! Actually, um, uh, one of them won on their second time. One of them won on their first time. And they weren't on Winners of War second yeah. time and first time. Oh my God! Second time, who would that be? Cochran. Yeah. Right. I I did know Cochran actually. Fuck! I remember that now that I said it. Um. That was the second time. And the first time... Ooh. Think about Johnny who Johnny Mundo is. He's a jacked man who yeah. uh, was voted out because uh, basically he was going to be a challenge threat, right? So right. think about... Terry Dietz. <laughs> well, Terry Dietz <laughs> did not win the game. But <laughs> certainly a Terry Dietz type. Yeah, who, that's why I guess Tom Westman would have made who, sense. Yeah, I guess. Somebody who won lots of immunities, right? Yeah. I'm trying to... I'm just blanking. This is driving me insane. I hate this. I don't even remember who won the Shane Powers season. It wasn't Aris. Oh, right. Aris won that. I freaking forgot okay. that. We watched that like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to just give it to you then? Uh, Yeah, of course. All right, I'll give you one more hint, okay? It was a three tri- it was a season that started with three tribes. Is this fun for people to just have me name off people constantly and be wrong? I don't people, know. People people like these quiz things cuz they're yelling at you. The people that know are yelling at you. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know. <laughs> three tribes that doesn't help me. Yeah, how many seasons start with even... three tribes? How many seasons start with three tribes? I couldn't even think of who won the season we just watched a couple of weeks ago. You think I can get this? I wish I, I, Chris George would be beating the shit out of you right now. No, he wouldn't. He would understand because he's a very thoughtful, caring boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Three tribes. It's a versus versus verse, blank versus blank versus blank. Well, Ben Dreedbergen was in. Well, wasn't Ben Dreedbergen, but who's the other one? Who's another prototype for Ben Dreedbergen? Michelle. No. But she was close. also. She, that was a three tribe season. She was also in Winners of War. Tony was also at Winners of War. That's yeah. a three tribe. Yeah. And there's only one three other three tribe. Oh, yeah. The, 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 there's how many? Yules is a four tribe. Yeah, you was uh, a four tribe. All stars is a three tribe, um, and uh, um, uh, Philippines is a three tribe season. So there's one more three tribe season you're missing. 
I don't even know when it's Philippines. Oh, Denise. Denise. Yes. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. Wasn't on Winners of War, too. Like, who cares Dude. about them then? Oh, you know what it is? It's, uh, is token jeans a three types? No. White collar, blue collar, to, red collar. Does he want to be like JT Thomas? No. White collar, <laughs> blue collar, red collar. Right. That's who? the one where, uh, Dude, I, Mike Holloway. I just, this one. I just watched that one too, and I didn't even remember Mike Holloway when it. Yeah. So, um, if people even remember what we're fucking talking about, John Hannigan, the contestant he would most like to play before he played Survivor, was Mike Holloway with shades of John Cochran. That was a nightmare thing for people to listen to. I think that, I think it was fun. Participate in. I, I like I like listening to podcasts where people are are stumped. Uh, because I listen to a lot of movie podcasts, and some movie podcasts do sort of trivia like that, uh, um, and uh, yeah, I think it's fun. To uh, I couldn't even I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, if, but if you gave me a question like that, I'd get it like that. Boom. Okay. Okay. Let me uh, think of a question. Pull up. Uh, I don't know. Pull up somebody on David versus Goliath, and I'll guess who they're. Uh, um, uh, contestant they were they most w- w- want to play like would be what uh what movie was it that John Hennigan told Mike White that he loved and inspired him Nacho Libre no not Nacho Libre School of School of Rock nope uh, Joel you said you would Chuck- get it just like this what, was it a Mike White movie? Yeah, it was. That's why he said it to Mike White. In the in the show? Yeah, he said it on David's vs. Goliath when he first met uh, Mike White. He said he mentioned a Mike White movie. Yeah, that he loves. To Mike. Emoji movie. Nope. Uh, Chuck and Buck. There you go. He... John Hannigan mentions Chuck and Buck. Yep. On Survivor. He does. That can't be he true. He does. Go back and watch it. I remember it fondly. Are you are you seeing it up on the internet right now? I I believe that that is bullshit. No, he does. He mentions it to him. I remember it very fondly. Because then I looked up the movie after because I hadn't actually watched it or heard of it. I, 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 I'm i going to watch it. And I'm sure that John Hennigan does not mention Chuck and Buck. <laughs> he does. He mentions Chuck and Buck. I think it's in like, I believe it's maybe even first episode, but it might be a little later. In it, but I remember him talking to Mike White and telling him. Sometimes, Cody, sometimes people create memories in their head on uh, media or you hey, know don't conversations ta- don't talk shit that were now had. Because if it's true, I'm not going to let you hear the end of it. I know, but I'm 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 certain that no one brought up Chuck and maybe they brought it up on the island. But nobody that survivor editors would not let 
a Chuck and Buck reference go through to their edit. Why not? Because it is an obscure movie. That's fine. That's um, that shows that uh, John Morrison really does know who he is. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna watch. I'm watching. Yeah, watch. All right, you know. I what? just I'm, rewatched I'm the watch. season too, not that long ago. Although I didn't remember Aris one, but <laughs> the uh, David's versus Goliath is my favorite season. I I I just I'm flabbergasted by this. I I. I, I, let's let's move on. Um, uh, what what you were also gonna quiz me on something else? Uh, go to uh, Survivor Wikia and and I will guess who their um uh, uh they want most want to play like. Uh, so if I go to David's versus Goliath Survivor uh, Wikia, mm-hmm. um, then I click on the person and it should say that. Click on any person and yeah, you can find their uh, which survivor contestant are you most like on their on their and quiz page. I like you already said you looked at uh, Johnny Mundo. So just look the Johns. Just look the Johns. Okay, you promise you haven't looked at any others. I prom. Well, uh, yeah, I promise. I mean, I mean, I looked at them two years ago, two and a half years ago. And you remember them? I don't remember them. Just, but, uh, just, but I mean, you claimed you would get it just like that. <laughs> I'll guess. That's the nice thing. But also, you're gonna give me clues like I gave you clues. We're we're playing a game, okay? This is a game. Podcasts do this. But you did say that you would get it just like that. You shamed okay. me. Okay. Well. All right. Who? What player? Um. Uh. Natalie Cole. Who did Natalie? Are they winners? Who did Natalie Cole say that she was going to play like? Are they winners? Uh, did I get a clue off my first guess? I I told you they were winners. Okay, yeah, it is a winner. A winner. Mm. It's just one person you're looking for, so it should be easier. Natalie Cole. Who did you look at Natalie Cole and say that's the game that she's playing? Um, for people listening obviously if you've made it this far into the episode i think you should watch david versus goliath if you haven't it's a terrific season of survivor and natalie cole is one of the best um characters to ever be on the show um known for uh her jacket incidents and for telling the Goliaths that they were playing like a bunch of Davids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just being uh, notably one of the best, worst players. Exactly. One of the most yes. entertaining, worst players of the game. So who did she say? Um, all right. I'm going to go with a guess. Okay. Sandra. Nope. Okay, and then uh, a follow-up question. First half of the series or second half of the series? So before season 20 or after season 20? After season 20. Sandro is a good guess. Like, if I was to guess, I think I would say the similar one. Like, that would probably be the most similar winner to Natalie Cole, I guess. Mm-hmm. But this is who, this is what Natalie said, and it's after 20. Is it a man or a woman? Uh, it's a woman. 
Sarah Lucina. Nope. Kim Spradlin. Yes. Natalie Cole <laughs> said that she'd be playing the low-key game of Kim Spradlin. She said low-key game. That's how she... I thought maybe she would be like, I would play like a dominant game like Kim Spradlin, but her describing it as a low-key game like Kim Spradlin she, is delusional. She said logical, strategic, and calculating. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like I like I said, I started watching a episode of uh, Survivor versus uh, uh, David versus Goliath versus Healers um, before we recorded this, and it's uh, the second episode of the show. And John Hennigan is an underrated strategic player. I think if he went farther in a different circumstance, I think we would have seen more of his strategy. His strategy in on on day four or five or whenever it was filmed, he tells Natalie that she's on the bottom because he thinks that nobody else, nobody would suspect that he would be playing, he would be in alliance with Natalie and that he wants to save her um, because he thinks that she would be be a good alliance to have because of the unlikely pair. And I, I, and I think that's, that's cool. And, uh, I'm David versus Goliath. They had really just watched uh, Heroes versus Hustlers versus whatever, and a lot of that was about splitting up relationships and finding all that. So they're all sort of have it in their head was of this sort of um, uh, even like. Like Christian and and Nick aren't aren't fist bumping. They're doing the virtual fist bump, and I put that in quotations because that's what they say. Um, so that people don't see that they're so they're keeping their alliance a secret, and so John wants to keep his alliance with Natalie a secret. I think it was good strategy on his part. Yeah, I mean, he's a top talent. Yeah, and we we do get to know him a bit more. I mean, he. He gets a more of a quiet edit after the swap, um, and then even in his boot episode, he's—I mean, it's—it's it's such a great vote out when he gets voted out. I mean, like that's the legendary. Even though he's really fun on the show, the legendary part of his Survivor run is him get, getting voted out in the minority vote split from the the Davids, and it's like one of the most epic tribal yeah. councils ever. Yeah, the partnership with Dan's what really screwed him. Well, yeah, and the fact that he's built like a like a Mack truck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I have one more of which contestant you are, or who they think they're most like. Okay. Um, because uh, you said you'd get it just like this. So this is one of the most uh, runner-up, but also delusional person, mm-hmm. Angelina. And this is two so, people. Oh, se- second runner-up. Second runner um, up. Yeah. I'm going to guess Adam Klein right off the top. No. Okay. Are they winners? Uh yep, two winners she has. Parv? Uh yes, Parvati is right and she says for Parvati's charm and social awareness, which Angelina did not have. <laughs> Social definitely, awareness. Definitely not the second thing. No. Um, 
yeah, she had charm, I guess, a little bit. But well, <laughs> social awareness was not there. No. As she bragged about getting all of that rice and sacrificing herself. The second one I'm going to guess is Sandra. Uh, no. Hmm. Uh, okay. The the other person is a woman. Yep. Because if you remember, with uh, Angelina, a big thing is uh, like uh, wanting a female winner, wanting uh, uh, to find more idols as a female, right? Like that's a big yeah. part of her narrative. The um, reason I guess the reason I guessed Adam Klein is because. She and Adam are friends. We're friends outside of the game. And oh, that's really? How she, got, she got she got recruited. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Um, because like a casting director saw her on Adam's Facebook. Um. Hmm. A lady in the first half of Survivor, or the second half. Second half. Twenties or thirties. Um. Shit, I gotta think. I think it's. Is it is it Kim Spradlin? No. I uh, know. I know that Kim's the twenties. I think it's thirties. I want to say. So but that really that really narrows it for you. Uh, no, it's not. So it's Michelle. No. Then it's not thirties. Yeah. So it's the twenties. Denise. No. Sophie. No. N- Natalie uh, Anderson. There you go. 29. So, yeah, yeah, Sophie's way too far away. That's, what, 22? Yeah, but it's in the 20s. Yeah, but I I was confused whether it was 30 years or 20s. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a fool. You're right. You're right. I'm not as good at this as I thought I would be. Well, and but, that's all I wanted to prove is that I wasn't such a, uh, an idiot. But I want to do it one more time with you just because you gave me two. All right, and I'm oh, gonna, my God. I'm going to no. pick a hard one. Is this what's going to wrap up our show? Me looking like a complete jackass? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Gabby Scoozy. Gabby Scoozy? Is that her last name? Pascoozy. Pascoozy? Yeah. The first name. I relate to this person. Because they're both smart and emotionally intelligent. Was it a winner? No. It's two people? One person. Uh, one person and they're smart and emotionally intelligent? Yes. I'm going to say that Gabby mm-hmm. chose Sari. No. Hmm. Then I would say the most comparable would be Hannah. It's not Hannah, but it is another runner-up. Hmm. Another runner-up. Uh, Coach was a runner-up. <laughs> uh, no, it would... Um, what was the description again? Smart and emotionally intelligent. Um, <laughs> emotionally intelligent. Wow, I was really cl- I was really clinging to a name, but I don't know if it's true now because uh, he's so emotionally 
uh, unaware. <laughs> uh, but I, w- I was going to guess Spencer Bledsoe. Yeah, no, not Spencer Bledsoe. <laughs> that, the emotionally intelligent really throws it yeah. for a loop. Um, you said that they would have only seen heroes versus healers versus hustlers. So Chrissy would be pretty fresh in people's minds. It's not Chrissy. It's not Chrissy. Is it, uh, see, I I don't narrow it down like you do. That's the thing I need to do. 20s are, uh, are, uh, top half or bottom half? It's, yeah, it's, it's the, uh, I mean, I don't know what you mean by top half, but it's, it's the second half. The second half. I just isn't that how you described it? Like I said, second half, second half, or first half. I I I didn't know what you mean by top or bottom. I didn't know how you were you were you were piling. Yeah, the top would be the newest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I'm a pilot. Did you say (laughs) no? How you were piling it? If 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 the oh (laughs) if if number one was on the bottom, number one was on the top. Uh, so it's the top half. You say. Um, okay, now I know. Coach was in the top half as a runner-up. It's true, but it's not Coach. Think about Gabby, though, too. Like Angelina. She's, you know... Delusional. Feminist. Oh. And in some cases, those two things are the same thing. Of course. No, no, that's not what I was saying. That's not, no, no. <laughs> of course, I'm joking for the audience. <laughs> uh, God, uh, Gabby was the worst. It's not going to be someone that's um, as bad as she is. Well, it's going to be someone that's good. I'll say it's somebody that you don't like. It's someone that I don't like. Yeah. Oh, God, it's going to be someone that's bad. It, oh, is it? It's not Wu. <laughs> a female runner-up that you female don't like. Runner-up that I don't like. Chris George is banging his head against a metal wall right now, Cody. So, uh, I don't know who I don't like. That's a female runner-up. Uh, oh. You maybe you maybe yeah. think of her outside of her runner-up fame and and more for her other aspects of her game. Oh, did Chaos Cast make it to the end? Nope. No. Yeah. Uh, oh man, she. I like Monica Culpepper, so I don't know what you're talking. It's about. not the Monica Culpepper. Um, so this player, her first time out, she was runner-up, and then she played two more times after that. Two more times after she was runner up. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Two more times after she was runner up, and it's someone bad. And the person she won against played in winners. At, sorry, she lost against played in winners at war. Okay, uh, Michelle. Oh fuck! It's it's uh, Aubrey. Yeah. Oh yeah, she sucks. No wonder Gabby sucks. <laughs> I, I should have known. I just tried to erase Aubrey from my memory. <laughs> I like Aubrey and I like Gabby as well. So <laughs> no, they both suck. I I I think they're uh, they had there's annoying aspects of them, but 
I would like to see Gabby play again. I do not want to see Aubrey play again. She's played <laughs> too many times at this point. Um, yeah, more than enough. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that, like, based off the description, I thought, like, Suri would be the person. Like, Suri is so all, emotionally intelligent. All I said was smart and emotionally intelligent. So I Yeah, mean, that's Suri. <laughs> that's not Aubrey. Yeah, I mean she, that's not Aubrey. I mean Aub- Aubrey's not emotionally intelligent. I mean she she plays that better game in her first game. Like her best game is in Korong. Yeah, maybe Gabby only watched Korong and Hero Healers and Hustlers. Maybe she didn't watch Game Changers. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. And she couldn't have watched Edge of Extinction because it hadn't aired yet. <laughs> Yeah, so we can rule that one out of what she's watched. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh I relate most to Aubrey in the season that's going to be filmed right after this one. <laughs> this is a fun um, game though. I th- I feel like we yeah, should do it, a full it, episode of this. Yeah, it is it is a really fun game. I mean, uh Survivor Trivia, I guess we could each choose a season. Mhm. And go through that if people would like that mm-hmm. uh, to go back and forth. I don't know, and then we can grade it at the end. Maybe we don't get as many guesses. We get we'd have to uh, just condense it a little bit so we're not just droning on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you get uh, like three <laughs> maybe hints. Yeah. Maybe not a full fucking episode of this. This is that's three maybe. hints and one guess. Yeah, quickly, quickly, you just quickly, Davy. Devilish Davy. Okay, I got a quick one for you too. Pulled up already. Okay. Uh, Devilish Davy winner. Easy winner off the top. Winner off the top. Easy. Yeah. I'm saying I don't know. Uh, what's What's the descriptor of why he's similar? He was genuinely a good guy that knew when to speak and knew when to observe. Uh, Jeremy Collins. Yep. Easy. Um, I got, I actually, I pulled up Carl. (laughs) That's not easy. (laughs) I don't know. Winner? Is it a winner? Uh, Nope. (laughs) Oh, God. That makes it so much harder. Uh, (laughs) Do you want the descriptors, maybe? Sure. Uh, Never gave up. Always pushed themselves. Rupert. <laughs> that would have been so good if Carl's person that he's most like is Rupert. If anyone posted that on there. Uh, but no, it's not. That is a great guess for it, though. Um, uh, is it coach? Played, played multiple times. Multiple no, times. It's not coach. That would also be great. <laughs> Carl, Coach, and Rupert could There's be on a, a wild card for you. season. Yeah, that's the season for you. <laughs> Survivor wild cards. <laughs> the Godfather. Um, that's my island of idols. <laughs> <laughs> three, three big busts of Carl, Rupert, <laughs> and Coach. Carl's drunk all the time. Coach is doing chai chi, and uh, Rupert has their uh, shelter flooded. I'm fishing. 
I'm flooding the shelter so we get more fish in our shelter. Um, uh, um, okay. Uh, Ozzy. Ozzy, no. Damn it. Um, Multiple time player, though. How many times? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know if I... Uh, it should say actually when I click on their profile, because um, I don't. I think it's three, but it could be more. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Four. Let's see here. Uh, where does it say on here? Is it Russell Hans? Uh, no, it's not Russell Hans. One, two, three, four. Yeah, four or one. Two, three, four. Yeah, four seasons. Who played four seasons? I mean, Boston Rob, Rupert, um, Tyson. Well, I mean, had they played... They're not a winner. No. Four seasons. A man? No. Oh, Sari. Yeah, it's Sari. Carl yeah. is most like Sari, of course. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know how Sari used to get drunk on the beach and boss <laughs> people around? <laughs> Sounds like he, he got more... Uh, Bruce. Uh, he, he's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Bruce. <laughs> Anyway, this yep. has been fun. Yeah, this has been fun. Uh, yeah, we. I suggest to watch this movie. This is the first one I'll give a uh, glowing review to. Don't have like expectations of this being a, a fucking Oscar winner or anything, but no, it, no. it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Fun movie. And uh, I mean, yeah, go watch this movie. It's on Amazon Prime. It's easy if you like this sort of thing. And if you don't and like this sort forgot- of thing, then then don't watch it, I guess. <laughs> if you then why would you watch it if is, you don't want to? Yeah, Boone the Bounty Hunter. Is the yeah, name. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you for getting this far into the episode. If, if uh, you listen to this episode and you agree with me, uh, send me a picture of John Leguizamo. If you uh, uh, like, if you listen this far into this episode and you agree with Cody, send me a picture of Dennis Leary. If uh, you listen this far into this episode and you uh, agree with neither of us, send me a picture of Queen Latifah. If uh, you listen to this episode and you disagree with both of us and you also don't want to send me a picture of Queen Latifah, then send me a picture of Ray Romano and um, watch Ice Age um, or any of the sequels. Um, and yes, we watched the premiere for Big Brother. <laughs> yes, we. I watched the first half of the premiere for Big Brother and turned it off because I didn't like it. Um, I watched the... I might watch more, but I don't know. So far, I've just watched the premiere. Yeah, we didn't... Well, we're not big... I mean, I'm not a Big Brother person. At all. It was my first episode of Big Brother I ever watched. Um, so. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, we'll be gone next week. No new episode next week. Oh, we'll, 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 let's talk. We can try, maybe on Monday. Okay, maybe a new Monday episode night, yeah. next week. 
Yeah, I mean, because we took a break next week. I, I, I mean, last week. I kind of want to. I kind of feel bad and don't want to, you know, skip it again. So we can try. But we we have another survivor centric episode happening in a couple of weeks too, which I need to tell Joel about. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we I we'll talk about it. We'll talk. We got new episodes coming. Okay, sounds good. Um, start start watching the first two seasons of Survivor now, listeners. Well, we've already talked about that. I mean, uh, I I know about that. Yeah, I know. Okay, but uh, I got I got a date. I got a date. For oh, us. you got a date. Okay, and we are also and also start watching season uh, seventeen of Survivor because uh, we we also might do an episode on that. Listeners, <laughs> yeah, do as many as you want. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, watch every season of Survivor uh, by next week <laughs> and Boone the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> And and Boone the Bounty Hunter. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Rate, review, subscribe, and send me all those pictures of the people who were did voices for the all the little critters in uh, Ice Age. Um, good movie, um, Boone the Bounty Hunter, but also good movie, Scrat and the Ice Age crew, um, Manny <laughs> and uh, Sid, and the saber tooth tiger as well. Congrats to the whole Ice Age crew on all of their success over the years. <laughs> I mean, they had fucking six sequels. Continental Drift, um, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, The Meltdown. Scr- Scrat goes to New York. Scr- yeah, Scrat takes Manhattan. Scr- <laughs> Scrat goes to space. Um, one summer, I saw Ice Age Continental Drift twice in the theaters. Um well, th- we could do a whole episode on me asking questions about that, but we got to go. <laughs> yeah, well, let's leave him on a cliffhanger. Why did Joel yeah. do that? I do have I have an explanation for that, which is very reasonable. <laughs> and uh, we, I don't think we could do a whole episode on it, to be honest, because it would be pretty quick. And, oh, uh, I'll stretch it out. That's what next <laughs> week's going to be, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mwah, mwah. Merge boot. Yeah, it's still going. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye-bye.